Hey everybody, uh, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to just take a second and say this month is Mental Awareness Month, uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. If you have any questions or anything that you would like to talk about and or just have me listen to um, so that you can get it off your chest, please do so. Let me know. Um, you know, my lips are sealed. I, I just want to help anyone out that um, needs help out there. If you have anything that uh, anyone you know needs assistance, you know, please feel free to contact me and or um, let them know. Just let them know you care and uh, that you're concerned for them because there's nothing wrong with uh, there's nothing wrong with admitting those things. Sometimes that's what it takes for you to take the right step uh, towards recovery. Um, that being said, uh, today's episode is about my the second half to the who I look up to. Um, this is the outside of jujitsu uh, edition. <laughs> um, if you have questions or um, subject matter that you would like to be covered on the podcast, please make sure you message me at Jose Becerra on Facebook or JJ Becerra 87 on Instagram. You can also message me on uh, Parallel Jiu Jitsu's Facebook page and or Instagram page and text me if you have my number. Um, that's all for the intro. Uh, please enjoy the episode. If you have any suggestions, feel free to drop a line. Let's get into it. Welcome to episode five of the Take One or Give One podcast. As always, my name is Jose Becerra, and let's get right into it. Um, last episode, I talked about who I looked up to as far as my jujitsu career. And um, again, I focused a lot on Marcelo because Marcelo was a, a huge impact and uh, some somebody I looked up to and kind of molded myself after it as much as I could. Um, not just because of his jiu-jitsu, but because of his uh, leadership skills and his ability to stay humble and be a nice human being while still being a savage. So <clears throat> as we get into today's episode, uh, I'm going to be going over who I look up to outside of that jiu-jitsu world. And, um, you know, uh, I want to give a shout out again to all the mothers out there before I get into it. Um, happy Mother's Day. And if you're out there, let everyone know, let your mothers know that you love them and that you appreciate everything they do for you. Okay, I want to start out on that note. Um, first and foremost, the number one person that I always looked up to and forever will be the most impactful person in my entire life is my grandmother. Uh, my grandma was the nicest human being I'd ever met, the greatest influence in my life, and honestly taught me taught me so much without me even knowing that I was being taught. She she had a way of, um, I don't know how to put it, <clears throat> she had a way of instilling great values in me without me having to be told 
that I needed those great values. She never taught me in a lesson form. She just did. She just existed. And in that existence, I understood what I what I should do as a human being. And um, being able to care for people unconditionally and without reason, you know, just caring is something that I, I couldn't see when I was younger. And I... I appreciate her for so much more, but I wish she could have seen, um, you know, me post real realization of those aspects of life. And I wish she could have seen my daughter. Um, that's probably the single greatest regret I have in my life is not having when before she passed away. Not that I had any knowledge that she was going to pass away or that it was expected, but, um, I really wish I could have seen that. Um, as as I go forward, you know, I have my mom. My mom's also been a great influence. Uh, my mom had, you know, grew up having multiple jobs, um, single mother for the majority of my life and my sister's life, um, taking care of us while juggling jobs. Um, you know, something I also didn't appreciate for the longest time because I didn't really understand that and how it worked, how the whole work, um, you know, financial income (laughs) stuff goes, you know, when you're a kid, you don't really realize those things. You just, you want, 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 and don't realize what it costs to get. Um, I grew up (laughs) pretty poor and, uh, for my mom to be able to do what she did for me and my sister, I, you know, it's it. It's not able to be replaced or repaid. Um, I'm forever grateful for my mom for, for not only having me, but uh, putting up with me my whole childhood and or life. Um, she's an amazing woman, and like I said, happy Mother's Day to you and to my grandma. Um, if you do listen to this, mom, I love you. Uh, as I go deeper, you know, I have um, Jonna, my wife. She she puts up with me more than just about anyone that's ever had to even deal with me in my entire life. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think there's a close second place to the stuff that we go through. Um, and I, I do appreciate it. I appreciate her greatly. And she um, obviously gave me my daughter, which is the single greatest thing that I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> so I'm forever grateful. And uh, I love her too. And want to say um, happy Mother's Day if she listens to this as well. Um, and you can att- uh, have Aaron and a lot of the guys on the team that can attest to the stuff that she puts up with with me. Trust me. It's not, it's not as ha ha as you think it's, it's pretty serious. She, she deals with a lot of crap, but, uh, we mutually understand and, you know, we get through it and we have t- tough times like everyone else, but you know, I don't think anyone else could ever put up with me the way she does. So again, I appreciate the crap out of you. Um, now I want, before we get into the, person I'm going to kind of single out in this episode, 
Um, I want to say not only is this about the people that I look up to and looked up to, but also the people I knew looked up to me that kind of changed the way that I um, did things growing up and or in even in jiu-jitsu. Um, <clears throat> so I wanted to give a quick shout out to like um, Jeff and Miles and, you know, all the kids and the kids classes when I first started, um, all my cousins, all my, you know, distant relatives, and especially my sister, um, having them in my life, you know, being able to, to do something and have them know that they're going to see that what I do and or how I act, um, really changes my outlook on, you know, any, any given situation. Um, I, I like to think that I can react pretty well during just about any situation, especially under pressure. I just, <clears throat> I know that I don't want her to look up to me and think, you know, why would he do that? Or he shouldn't do that. Or, you know, he was a bad guy. Most people don't think of me that way, but you know, as, I don't know, as maybe mean as this might sound, none of those people really mattered as much as my sister. I've, I've always wanted to be a good influence for her and be there for her if she needs me. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very important also to remember that people look up to you um, on a daily basis, whether you see it or not, whether you think about it or not. People are watching and people are remembering the things you do and or say. Now, to the core of this episode, <clears throat> the reason that I'm singling out uh, one person today is because they don't ever get credit, in my opinion, for the good they've done. And um, <clears throat> that person today is Michael Christ. Michael Christ is uh, probably, as far as my adult life, one of the single most important people that I ever came across in my entire life. And it happened just kind of by by chance, you know, luck of the draw. I was able to meet Mike. Um, whenever I... <clears throat> Whenever I went to school, so I went to I went to high school in Arcola, Illinois. Graduated, went to co college, went to Parkland, <clears throat> got a couple degrees. Um, you know, went went into a job field for my degree, and in that job, I ended up going to Porter Auto Body in Mattoon. I worked on a four man team. There was, I think there was a total of like seven or eight employees, but there was four-man team as far as the actual physical um, workers in the in the shop. And I got lucky and I got put with uh, Mike. Mike is my uh, kind of, I don't know how you say it, him. He was, I was his apprentice, so to speak, or, you know, he was the one that was going to guide me and get, get me to learn the ropes. And, um, you know, I was nervous, you know, growing up, I know this is going to sound kind of, you know, cliche or a little weird, but, you know, whenever I, I was growing up, this whole, uh, 
racism thing was kind of still pretty strong. I mean, I know it's strong now with this whole situation we're in, but it used to be, it used to be pretty bad back in the day. So, you know, I didn't know how he was going to react to me. You know, I didn't know how he would seem um, to get along with me. Uh, lo and behold, Mike ended up being <laughs> one of the coolest people I ever met in my life. So as, uh, as we met, um, I was in pretty bad shape coming out of college. I ended up gaining a lot of weight because, um, <clears throat> I had quit, um, soccer kind of just focus on my life and doing stuff like that. I didn't really go out much and I'd, I'd accumulated, I think I got all the way up to like 252 pounds. And remember guys, I'm like five, six and a half. So I'm not very big to be weighing 252 pounds. Um, so I was coming out of college weighing that. Uh, by the time I got my job, I was probably down another 10, 15 pounds. Nothing crazy. Well, Mike, um, Mike was kind of like um, I wouldn't say he's like he was like a marathon runner. You know, I, I don't want to place him as just a runner because he did lots more stuff. But he was in amazing shape. I'm talking looked like you know terminator coming down the street always running shirtless you know the dude that all the chicks are always staring at right this is the dude that's my work co-worker and my partner at work and i'm thinking you know there's no way we're going to get along in the beginning i just didn't see how we would have anything in common well of course <clears throat> as i go um you know i'll never forget we uh as we're going, we'd go for, uh, we'd get lunch together. You know, this is like a year in. We'd get in our lunch together. Um, we'd go, we'd get cereal at uh, B&D in Mattoon. Just get like a bunch of boxes of cereal. We'd each taken a turn uh, buying a gallon of milk whenever it ran out. You know, it's his turn, then my turn. And uh, we basically just ate cereal for her lunch and our breaks every, every day. And, um, you know, the occasional trip to one of the restaurants but he was a pretty generally a healthy eater so it was it was kind of like different for me because i just ate whatever i wanted um but as we as we got going um he, his lunch breaks he'd actually would leave and then come back and we'd share we eat cereal together and i asked him one day i'm like what do you do when you leave and he told me <clears throat> He said, well, I go for a run. So I, I uh, just try to get ready for my races. I said, oh, you race? And he said, yeah. And I didn't really understand what he meant. And uh, at the time, I didn't know anything about what 5Ks were and anything like that. And he said, yeah. I said, uh, I do 5Ks regularly, 10Ks, and I run the marathon in, in uh, Champaign, the Illinois Marathon. I said, oh, wow, that's crazy. You know, and I said, you like to run? <laughs> and he said, yeah, he said, uh, you know, so I've been doing it for a long time and it's just something I like to do. And I said, oh, cool. He said, you should come try it sometime. And I said, I don't know about all that, <laughs> you know, me being overweight and everything. And I said, uh, yeah, you know, one day. And he just kind of laughed and we just kind of forgot about it. Well, uh, you know, a little while passed and he, he's like, you should come run, man. You, you, It'd uh, probably benefit you a lot. You'd probably help, you know. And I was like, I don't know, man. You know, kind of don't think it's for me. And, 
he he said, you know what? I have a route that I do outside by this airport. We can go on lunch. We can run it, come back, still have plenty of time to chat on our cereal. And I said, all right, I'll go with you. But I can't promise that I'm going to be able to run this. He said, no, it's fine. You just do whatever you can. I'll circle back around and get you. No big deal. So we'd get out there. We get out to this uh, spot, and um, he had a route that was exactly 5K. It was a, a crazy route, right? And to me at the time, like 5K, you know, 3.1 miles is like a hell of a long distance. Didn't know what the hell was going on. Um, you know, I had 0% of an idea what I was getting myself into. <clears throat> I looked him, I looked at him and I said, you know, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. He said, if you make it good, if you don't, we can try again tomorrow. I said, okay. I tried it. And I failed. <laughs> Didn't even come close to finishing the three miles. Um, and so I said, okay. He said, well, we'll try again tomorrow. I said, haha, okay. Well, I was sore. And uh, Mike asked if I was ready to go the next day. And in my head, I was like, hell no. <laughs> but uh, Mike, you know, he's, he kept telling me, with you know, without hesitation, I'd get there if I'm, if, if I'd tried, you know, I'd just, I'd get there. So, you know, without thinking, I just did it. I just kept doing it. And eventually, you know, me and the super athlete that I'm working with, um, uh, got to where I could run a 5k and, you know, having him have that belief in me, even when I didn't have that belief in me, that was huge for me. And I didn't realize it at the time. Again, these are things that, you know, you realize as time passes, but it was crazy to think, you know, this guy has no reason to care for me, no reason to put any kind of faith in me doing anything. Um, believed me enough to push me past my limits to get to where he believed I could go. And, I did it. I ran a, I ran a 5k. It was super long, but I did it. Um, and of course, natural progression. He asked me to <clears throat> go do a race with him. Um, and I said, I don't know, man, I really, I really think that that's too much for me right now. And he said, well, if you don't want to, don't have to, but you should, uh, you should think about it. Well, needless to say, I signed up. Races for all paces in Mattoon. And I completed my first 5K. It was strenuous. It was nerve-wracking. But I f remember finishing so strong. I, I was so tired. But when I got to like the last straightaway, I, en I ended up sprinting. I don't know what got into me, but I was able to run. And, uh, you know, from that moment on, he had me uh, pretty hooked. Um, you know, as the years went by and I shared countless runs, um, bikes, swims, cereals, and gallons of milk with Mike, um, the most important part were the, the moments and the memories that I shared with Mike. So you see, Mike made me believe in me. Uh, we went on to race side by side in countless 5Ks. Um, I did biathlons and I did triathlons. I actually did five triathlons. Um, 
And I would have never done any of those things had it not been for Mike. I'd never, I would never have lost weight had it not been for Mike. I really don't believe I would have. I don't know if I would have had that self-motivation. <clears throat> um, and not only did I, not only did I compete in these races, um, but the miraculous part and the part that I hold very near and dear to my heart is I actually won every triathlon I did. I got first place in my age group, every single triathlon. Uh, I took second place in the um, overall one time in the group, and then um, he took first. And I'll never forget, you know, I, I didn't even think I could do the swimming part alone, let alone um, – you know, running a 5K, doing a, you know, 400 to 700 meter swim, depending on the race, and then doing a 15 mile bike is, you know, it was unheard of whenever I started. And he got me to that point and he didn't get there by forcing me, not once. He didn't make me do anything. He didn't have me do anything. He just simply believed in me and I didn't want to let him down. And I didn't, you know, <laughs> I, I made it, <clears throat> I made it to first place. I got trophies. I have medals. I had a, you know, I had a whole group of people behind me. I ended up going from, I think when I started there, I, I was down to like 140 or I mean, sorry, 240. And when I ran my, when I did my first triathlon, not my biathlons or my five Ks, <clears throat> but when I did my first triathlon, I believe I weighed 158 pounds which is, that's insane. It's insane to me. And, uh, you know, the, the reason, you know, the reason that Mike is so important to me is because <clears throat> Mike had a, Mike had a terrible, um, I don't want to say terrible life because that's not true. He had a, a rough time in his life, a, a time that that's going to stick with him forever. And, um, you know, it's very unfortunate the way that society can put uh, a damper on your life, but Mike can't bring himself to, to know that he's better than that person that <clears throat> he's labeled as. And, uh, you know, and I love Mike to death. There, there's nothing I wouldn't do for him. But um, Mike is the reason I was able to walk into my first jiu-jitsu class. Um, you see, I trained jiu-jitsu without having an official team for quite a while. <clears throat> but I'd never had formal, like, gi classes and classes under an instructor. Um, but Mike got me to that point. And Mike doesn't really understand that he completely changed my life forever. I don't know if he will get to hear this or um, or if he'll even know that I did this. But if he does, uh, I want Mike to know that uh, thank you and I'll I love you, dude. Like this is this is uh, very serious to me and very close to my heart. Um, uh, the world needs more people like Mike Christ, and uh, I stand by that till the day I die. Um, he took a chance on me, and I gave a chance on running. We tried, I failed, did it again and again, 
and my success was measured <clears throat> in just the completion of my first 5K. From that moment, I knew <clears throat> that all I have to do to get to accomplish something that I want to do is just work hard and work work tirelessly, do what I have to to uh, to get to that goal. I never looked at life that way. I I you know I'd always thought I was never going to amount to anything growing up. I was a very angry person, <clears throat> and I was a very unhappy uh, kid growing up because you know growing up poor like I did, I never. I never thought anything was going to be, um, you know, positive in my life, should I say. You know, I never thought it was going to be anything to come out of my life. I thought it was just another person, another existence in this world. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, like I said, my my success was measured in the completion of my my first run, not the medals and not the, you know, not the trophies that I got. It was being his friend and uh, having his uh, full belief and backing. You know, if you have something you want to do, um, I just want you guys to remember: just you can go out and do them. I promise. Go out and try. Stay true to you. Stay humble, and don't be afraid to lose. Don't be afraid to fail because that's how you learn. That's how you win. Success only comes from failure. If you've never failed, like they say, if you've never failed, you'll never win anything in life. You're never going to succeed, and you will never learn. Um, I know this was, uh, I know this is kind of a bit much <laughs> straightforward, but you know, I, I just want you guys to understand. People will look up to you, and you look up. To, you know, the people that you look up to have to understand that as well. You're gonna. We're all going, you know, in the same direction. There's no going backwards, right? It's only going forwards. So as you move forward in this, uh, you know, in this life that we live, just remember, there's not a lot. There's not a lot you can do to change the way something comes out. All you can do is brace yourself and know that you're going to make it through whatever, you know, whatever failure comes your way. It doesn't matter if it's financially, if it's, you know. <laughs> with um your family you know falling out with family um marriages it doesn't matter if it's friendships it doesn't matter if it's your work it doesn't matter if it's you know it could be anything just literally anything it could be you were clipping your nails and you clipped one too short you know what you're gonna remember not to do that next time because that shit stings so keep working towards your goals always move forward um and just learn from your mistakes. Um, shit happens, and sometimes we don't. We always think we get comfortable, and we think that this is going to be cushy, and nothing, nothing bad's going to happen. You know, sometimes you're brought to the realization that that's not true. And uh, you know, I'm here if you need to talk about anything. I'm more than happy and more than willing to um, help anyone. Um, but you know, that's kind of that's kind of just what I wanted to go over today. Um, Thanks, Michael, Chris, for being who you are. And thanks for everyone out there that, you know, looks up to me. You know, I know it's not <laughs> a large number, but those who do, you know, just know that I care about you. And that's what I'm here for. I want to inspire you to do better. I believe in you. And I think that, um, 
that's something that people need to know. Um, I know this was a bit long. Uh, I hope you were able to take something from this episode. I know the show isn't perfect, but uh, I'll continue to get better and better as I go, (laughs) as I make my mistakes. Thanks again for listening. (laughs) And as always, thank you for giving and taking that one chance. Thank you.